Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good week so far. My energy is going to be a little bit different on this episode, so I hope you stay with me. I am going through some grief right now. We lost a close, immediate family member last week, and as I process my grief, it also brought up a lot of feelings of wistfulness and memories of my childhood as well as a lot of anger, both at the person who passed and at my other family members, as I watched with dismay, as not only they, but I also slipped right back into old habits and ways of being that I used to hold on to when I was young, very young. The coping skills that I developed to make sense of the world around me when the adults in my life were angry or upset or the world felt chaotic, I created ways of coping that made myself feel safe. And one way I saw myself acting this last week was slipping back into a caretaker role to reach out and try to take care of everyone else and to try to make sure everyone else was okay. But this time I saw it happening And I watched myself also push away from the resulting drama because I grew up in a divorced family. And unfortunately, I know a lot of you can relate to divorce, separation, blended families, and basically the conflict that exists when people don't get along and maybe they're not processing their own baggage or their own feelings And kids a lot of times get caught in the crossfire. And I was one of those kids. So I grew up being the good girl, being the good kid. And I've done a lot of personal growth work over the last 20 years. And I thought that I had worked through a lot of my people-pleasing tendencies. And so I was almost aghast when I saw myself immediately stepping back into that people-pleasing caretaker role in an attempt to make sense of what was going on and to calm the drama and the chaos as it was happening around me in the days following the loss of our loved one. And because I have done so much personal growth and coaching work and working on creating awareness around what's going on in my default fear-based brain versus my prefrontal cortex, which houses our logic, our reasoning, our planning, our creativity. And I've integrated and allowed myself to be able to stay present love myself and slow down to both identify and process my feelings as they come up. And this work, my friends, it is so life-changing because in the past, anytime there was conflict or there was drama or I was afraid that someone was going to be upset with me or angry with me or disagree with me or there would be conflict, I would run away or I would avoid it or I would shut 
down. And instead, this time, I was able to take a step back. I was able to see the pattern and the habit and look at it from a place of love and a place of caring for myself first. Because remember, we always have to put on our own oxygen mask first. If we're not filling our cup, we can't help anyone else, no matter how much we're scrambling or trying. And that's what so much of the time leads to stress and burnout and worry and anxiety and overwhelm is because there's no one taking care of us because we're abandoning ourselves and putting ourselves last. Because as women, this is what we were taught to do. Not intentionally, but because that's what culturally was expected. That's what our families expected. That's what was modeled for us. We are the generation that can change this, that can evolve as humans, as women, and tap into our own core of power, of love, of compassion, so that we can break these generational habits of trauma and putting ourselves last and give ourselves and our future generations the greatest gift of humanity, of self-love, of self-compassion, of healing, and of autonomy. When we create awareness, we create autonomy and agency and authority for ourselves to fully step into our power. And what this helps with is creating boundaries. It helps with feeling and giving and receiving love, of creating more time, of creating more energy. All of these benefits come from slowing down and loving ourselves enough to do this deeper work. And I just want you to keep that in mind as I talk about hurt feelings today and the rest of my story. So as I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to travel back east, how I'm going to process my own grief and my own emotions, I see this epiphany. I see this transformation in who I am happening as I emotionally and mentally slow myself down. And I thank God every day for my husband because he is always my voice of reason. I call him my greatest coach because he is able to look at so many things objectively, whereas my brain starts spinning out emotionally and running off in a direction based on fear and what ifs. He can calmly say, you're thinking this is the only option is to go travel right now and do that and be the good girl and be there for everyone else and neglect yourself yet again. And you have other choices. You can travel. You could not travel. You could travel later. You could reach out and be with your family without physically being there. And he did it in such a loving way for me, which was rather abrupt for most people. If he spoke to them in that way, they might take offense, but I didn't because that's what I needed in that moment was to hear it flat out, to hear that honesty, but from a place of love. And I can't take credit for all of it, but I do take credit for being able to have done the work enough to slow down and see the old habit and see that I was once again relegating myself to the end of the line where I would take care of myself later and that I was attempting to make everyone else feel okay and be okay when they weren't okay and that this pattern no longer serves me. Because ultimately, my friends, we teach people how to treat us. 
And once again, I was casting away all of my boundaries that I have put up for my own health, my own wellness, my own love and support. And I was just crashing them all down around me to run into danger and say, okay, what can I do to help you? Boundaries are there for us, for love, for safety. Just like we're taught as emergency responders to always make sure the scene is safe before we go to help someone else. It's the same thing as the plane crashing and put on your own oxygen mask before you help anyone else. This is the difference of having that mental and emotional awareness to see where you're falling back into old habits. And that is what I see creating the most hurt, the most stress, the most conflict and strain in so many of our relationships, especially with family, especially when there's a lot of history there. So I want to offer, think back to a time when you had conflict with a family member, with a spouse, with a child, with a parent, and how that felt and just how uncomfortable that is and how you, what coping mechanisms you may use to try to heal that hurt for yourself or for the other person. Are you even tending to your own hurt? Because I learned a big lesson this week that I have to be okay before I can help anyone else. And before you reach out to me, just know that I have been processing my grief and my other swirling emotions all week and taking care of myself as I worked, even taking time out of work to care for myself when I needed to. And I was able to do this and process through my grief to the place where I can talk about this one week later because of this inner work that I've done to grow my awareness about my brain, my default brain, my evolved brain, and my emotions. Because I am a very hyper-logical, hyper-rational person, and I always think, ugh, feelings. Why do I have to think about those or talk about those? It's so much easier to just avoid them, to eat, to make them go away, to totally shut it down and just avoid the conflict altogether. My friends, the way out is through. And that's why having a coach to help you through stuff like this is so important, whether it's a coach or a therapist or someone you trust who can be objective and not put their emotions and their opinions on you, but just to love you through it. That is what we do as coaches. And I was able to get that support this week and support myself. Our feelings that come up are always based on our perspective, which is based on our experiences, which is created by the world around us as we grow up. And we've talked about this before, but most of our coping mechanisms are in place by the time we're seven years old. And I grew up thinking I had the craziest dysfunctional family ever. And that I also had this fantasy that once I grew up, adults would be adult-like <laughs> and they would know how to cope with their own feelings and not push them onto other people and they would get along and be, I guess, professional was what I thought adults were like. And lo and behold, imagine my disappointment as I grew into an adult and realized there's no key you get to unlock emotional intelligence and maturity and depth and awareness and acceptance. We all have it inside of us, in our core. We are love. We are peace. We are worthiness. But so many of us go through life not realizing that we have this intelligence, this beauty, this power living inside of us. 
because my friends, we create all of our feelings and most of the time they're not intentional. I felt a lot of sadness this week and that's okay because I've learned to be with myself through sadness, through disappointment, through the guttural pain of loss, of a lost life, a life that was ended too soon. And the anger, the anger at that person for the the things they chose and the habits they chose that pushed them towards this untimely death. And the anger at the other people who stood by and watched it happen and pretended it wasn't happening. And it feels to me like clean anger because it's mine. And I own it. And I'm not trying to give it to anyone else. But I also know that I get to feel it for as long as I want to. Because my anger, my sadness, my grief, my peace with what happened is coming from me. It's coming from my thoughts, from my perspective, and how I'm choosing to move through this experience. And this is the biggest take-home point from my breakthrough and epiphany that I've had this week is that we are all always creating the experience of our lives. And so many of us just create more of the same based on our past, based on our defaults, based on the habits and the patterns and ways of thinking and being and experience life because that's all we know. And what's new is uncertain and that feels uncomfortable and scary. And what we've been doing, our old patterns, our old habits, if we want to change, if we want to grow, if we want to experience more in life, both the good and the bad, because life is 50-50, we have to open ourselves up and develop that love, trust, and compassion with ourselves to know that we will have our own backs, that we will be able to get through it, and we will be able to create support and love that we trust around us. And some of us have the benefit of family and friends that we trust and others of us don't. And sometimes having an objective person that you hire to help you that may or may not become a close friend, but is loving enough to tell you the truth about what's going on and what they see in your habits, in your patterns that's serving you versus not serving you, that could be the most loving gift that you ever give yourself. And I am so grateful to the past versions of me that have taken chances in my life, that have suffered, that have been stubborn to learn these same lessons again and again, but also allow myself the space and the grace to not give up, to know that I would get there eventually because it set me up to create a space of so much love and compassion for myself and everyone else in my family, and also to know where to create healthy boundaries for me and to know when to back off and when to move forward and how much of myself I was available to give to others as I processed through my own grief. Because remember, we are always responsible. And it's not because we're to blame, but we create all of our own feelings inside our head. And a lot of them are defaults. So if you feel a lot of anger, if you feel a lot of worry or anxiety, or if even if you feel helpless or overwhelmed a lot of the time, just know these are all patterns. These are all habits 
that have been created in your life and in your mind, and you can change them. The first step to any change is to be aware of where you are and to start where you are and unpeel the film that may be keeping you from seeing things honestly. And if that feels scary, I understand it's okay. Because grief and big emotions like anger and sadness, they're scary. They can be overwhelming. I almost had an anxiety attack at work at one point this week, and I was able to see it coming on and excuse myself and take care of myself because I have done this work. If you're not capable of that, you do not have my permission to use anything I teach or say on this podcast, on my social media, or in coaching against yourself. Because for the longest time, I learned thought work and the thought model, and I used it to beat myself up, to try to fix myself. I wasn't approaching it with love because that was a layer that I had not yet unpacked. So you do not have my permission to think that you are less than if you do not have this skill yet. It is available to you and you get to embrace it anytime you're ready. So if you're struggling with hurt feelings, please know that you have the ability to change this anytime you're ready. And if you're not ready, that's also okay. But I want you to see that you are creating your hurt feelings based on your experience and how you're processing it and how you're seeing it. And there are always other perspectives available to you. So thank you so much for joining me today. This is very vulnerable for me to share and I appreciate you being here with me and listening to this and I hope this was helpful for you and I would appreciate hearing from you and hearing how this may have helped you. I am here if you need a coach, if you want a coach to help you through any thoughts or feelings, creating awareness in your life, creating the capacity to be on your own side to love yourself and have compassion for yourself unconditionally, to grow your confidence, to make changes, and to be integrity, to do what you say you want to do and to create the results you want in your life, I would be honored to talk to you more about that. You can email me at info at thriverina.com. Otherwise, please know that I am sending my love out to you and I am open to receiving the love from you this week as well. Have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions to feel better and live joyfully, click the link in the show notes to join my email list to get joy delivered straight to your inbox. It is never too late to reclaim your brain and thrive in your life.